Hello, and welcome to the Must Be Nice podcast. Our mission is to explore different hobbies, experiences, and passions to spur our listeners on to try new things and ultimately see the world through a richer and more diverse perspective. We speak to people who understand the world through these unique lenses and truly live a must-be-nice life. Today, we speak with Michael, whose love of ultimate frisbee is only rivaled by his love of spreadsheets. He has played since high school and was part of the first wave of students that pushed for schools to start adopting ultimate frisbee to create tournaments and teams around the sport. I think you will really enjoy some of the absurdities of ultimate frisbee that we are able to dig up and hopefully get you excited on where ultimate frisbee is going. My name is Caleb and this is the Must Be Nice Ultimate Frisbee Podcast. Today, I have my good friend Michael, of the two Michaels, the two Michael Wongs I know with, I guess, both play Ultimate Frisbee. Yep. Two. On the same team. You guys played on the same team? Yeah, we play on, uh, we both play on the same team right now. Yeah, so he was actually on... <laughs> How I does know, that work? Oh my goodness, it's terrible. So we have, um, so we, we play Ultimate Frisbee, and we have this app okay. that keeps track of our stats. Yeah. So we have the label, like, put our names down. So there's Michael Wong 1, there's Michael Wong 2. They call him number 1, 1.0, because he's older. And he was actually originally on the team when it got created. Yeah. And I joined a few years later. So, but yeah, it's pretty confusing. What what do people say to you guys? Like, when you guys introduce yourselves or, like, when you guys shake hands? Yeah, like I'm the better one, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we just, so we a lot of times we go around in a circle and say, oh, introduce yourself that there's, like, subs and whatnot. Uh, so we'll just say, oh, I'm Michael, and I'm Michael. All right. Uh, yeah, to be honest, there's not that many questions about it, but... Yeah, everybody just kind of accepted us. Yeah, when... actually, you know, on my phone, you're labeled um, Michael's, like, small one. Small, wall. yeah, yeah. And then he's labeled Michael Big One. Yeah, so we've been through <laughs> di- we've been through multiple uh, naming conventions, so we had that. <laughs> naming we, would, we had a whiteboard, so we would, we would like, um, have a rotation, right? So we would write Michael and then have the Chinese letter character for big and small. Yeah. And then we moved on to 1.0, 2.0. So are... I'm guessing, are your names spelled the same in, in, in Chinese as well? Like, it's the uh, same Wong? No, I think he's King Wong, and I'm Yellow Wong. I don't know what that means. Uh, yellow, like the color yellow. Like Wong. Sick. Sick. Yep. And he's what? Wong Dai. King. King. I mean, I, I don't know why you're telling me I don't know any of this stuff, but oh. it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it's the same name in English, yeah, but yeah. I know how, like, when you translate to Mandarin... Exactly. And it's the same Wong? Yep. Okay. Well, okay. same pronunciation. Well, I guess, yeah, same pronunciation, I think. Wait, but different Wong? Like, no, the, the, the traditional characters are... Uh, no, so different Wongs. So there's King Wong, is spelled differently. Oh. And then there's Yellow Wong, which is spelled differently. Oh, okay. But it sounds pretty pretty similar. Okay, well, see, this is, you learn something new every day, and, you know, yeah. I'm Chinese and actually study linguistics in university. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, this, we're talking about um, Ultimate Frisbee today, um, in case people were wondering. Um, it's such an interesting sport, I, I, I kind of like to call it a phenomena, because it, like, I, I, we've been talking about this, and it, I swear, like, I came back, you know, from school in Toronto back to Vancouver, and I just felt like it just one summer, it just felt like everybody was playing. Mm-hmm. Church friends, 
work friends, old high school friends, people you'd run into on the streets. Everybody was kind of like in a rec league or, wow, when did this start? Like, am I crazy or like, is, has this thing kind of just taken off? No, I think, um, no, I definitely experienced the same thing. I think when I was in high school, uh, maybe like grade 10, so but that was like a few years ago. Uh, there was no like high school frisbee team or whatnot. Yeah. They're just like, and then one day I saw a few people after church and they're tossing in the park, and you know I would toss but pretty bad at it. I never thought yeah. I'd get into the sport. Um, so that's how I got introduced to the sport, and it wasn't common like you said. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference? You see, what's what's the difference between tossing and throwing? Why do you guys say toss? Oh, tossing is just the term that ultimate frisbee people like to say to sound like you know it's like sounds more the, legit yeah you know, like yeah. you, you want to toss you want to go toss why not throw it i don't know but toss but it's cooler but what's pull, like pull is like when you pulling the, is when you throw the initial, the frisbee, throw. Yeah, initial so throw so why the hell is it called pull i don't know and I, I never invented these things <laughs> toss is like used on a casual basis okay like, oh you want to go toss in the park okay surprisingly well, maybe not so surprisingly, but I get roasted a lot for calling it that. Like, people are like, yo, what's Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, why don't you just say throw, like like you said. Wait, so people call the sport throw? throw. Okay, so like to no, say... they call it Ultimate Frisbee. Well, yeah. So you want to go play some... Ult- oh, yeah, because people, some people also say, like, you want to go play Ultimate. Ultimate or Frisbee, yeah. So that's pretty interchangeable. Yeah, talk about naming conventions. Yeah, and then there's, there's like a whole lot of terms <laughs> in Frisbee that... Are just like summer makes sense like up and whatnot. What's the what's the craziest one or what would you say is the most ridiculous one? Like why would you guys name it that? Uh, so I'm not sure if this is common in other sports, but there's a thing called the greatest, where okay. if you catch a frisbee thrown, and it's going out of bounds. If you jump from inbounds out of bounds to catch it and throw it back in yeah. before you land, then it's still considered in play. Okay. And they call that a greatest if someone, if you make that actually happen. I don't know why. Greatest as in like G-R-E-A-T-E-S-T, I think. Greatest. Okay. I know. Well, you can, you can do that in football, but I guess it's just not nearly. I've just never heard of that name. Like, no, no, for sure. It's just, I guess it's, it's, it's possible to do in Frisbee because of the, the hang time right, of the right. disc, yeah. where I guess other sports or any other projectile would just kind of like gravity would take over. Yeah. I but guess that, like you can do that in soccer, but you you can't go too very. Well, it's far. not in the well. The yeah. ball can't be in the air. Right? It can't just like. Well, if you if you hit the ball before it lands on the ground. Yeah, the like greatest. If you have your foot. So up. it's it's used as a, a a noun. That was the greatest, or that was the greatest. Yeah, that was the greatest. Interesting. Or, there must or be, you can use it as a verb. I mean, <laughs> but see, there must be some like origin story of how that probably, came to be. Probably, but. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has heard that. I've never heard of that before. You've got to be involved in the sport, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, involved in the sport. That's yeah. a good segue that I'm going to ride. Okay. Um, so you you picked it up kind of early-ish. What year would you say this is? Uh, okay. That you just kind of casually started to toss? Maybe like 2014. Okay. 2013. So close... Close to five, five, six years ago, which yeah. which kind of lines up, I yeah. think, with with the, the timeline I have in my head. Mm-hmm. When when did the league start? When did the rec league start? Like, I mean, back in Vancouver, I think the Vancouver rec league has like 60, 70 people. That was like the last time I asked. I'm sure it's bigger now. Right. I think every high school has an ultimate team. Mm-hmm. It's like when when did it take off so quickly? I think. Uh, well. 
I'm not too sure the exact year, but uh, Toronto has a really big... There's just, like, one big uh, Frisbee league called Tuck, Toronto Ultimate Club. Okay, that's and a great I name. I think that's been around for since maybe, like, 2011, 2012. But, like you said, it was probably a really small crowd back then. Yeah. Uh, back when I was in high school, around maybe... I think grade 10 is when we first introduced um, the Ultimate Frisbee team. Mm -hmm. So that was maybe like 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. And right when I joined, I think a lot of schools were picking up the sport. Uh, and I remember as I graduated high school, so maybe like two or three years later, like let's look at 2016, 2017. Yeah. Then uh, middle school started picking up some teams. Yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> do you, was it kind of the schools that were trying to push it? Or do you think it was really like the kids that demanded? They're like kind of playing outside of school. Yeah, like, our we team, want our these school, teams. Our school, it wasn't, we didn't have a coach or anything. We just had uh, some students who just heard of the sport that there's a league mm -hmm. uh, inside the school, uh, the public school system. And they're like, okay, let's put in our own team. Yeah. We just got our, uh, we just got a business teacher to, you know, <laughs> just show up to the tournaments. Yeah. She didn't know anything. And then, yeah, that's how we created our sport. And then later on, we got a new teacher who came into our school, and uh, he was actually pretty good at the sport. Yeah. And then he became the coach for our team. But, yeah. I think a lot of it is very uh, student-driven. Yeah. Uh, at least to get the the team started within our school board. Yeah. Well, how would you describe that, like, first first wave of people that were playing Frisbee? Like... It's, it's, it's okay, look, Frisbee is not a new object. I'm sure, like, that a disc has been around for a long time. But mm -hmm. we played, like, a sport and at the level that's being played at. Like, do you think there was something about those athletes or those those kids that, that made them drawn to Frisbee um, and not other sports? Like, I don't know, basketball, baseball, soccer. Like, mm -hmm. do you think there was something specifically about Frisbee that just made it that much more appealing? Uh... I think I think frisbee allows for uh, a lot of different types of um, body type per se. You don't okay. have to be super Fair. tall, yeah, uh, or super strong, yeah, uh, like to play football or to play basketball, right? You can kind yeah. of be like a short little Asian guy and still run around, yeah. Um, so I think it opens up a lot of different. Uh, it opens opens up for a lot of different people to try it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's a lot of technicality to it. There's skill involved. Uh, there is athleticism, of course. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, you know, it's not just like a one-dimensional type sport. You can run different types of plays. Uh, you can run man, you can play zone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of intricacy to it. And yeah, there's it, uh, definitely a lot of talent for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, I think there was some merit to it and maybe... Yeah, for me, it was just something new to try out. Yeah. And I think when I first tried it out, you know, there weren't that too many people yeah. playing. And, you know, it was kind of nice to stand out a bit. Mm -hmm. And then there's also wasn't as much competition. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess as you kind of hone your skills, you kind of become like one of the few people that play ultimate. Uh, but now it's like really popular and everybody's gone super good. Yeah. I even I even see kind of the progression of. Um, the skill level of youth back when I was mm, in yeah. uh, high school you know I joined like a summer league for juniors and you know like obviously there's a, a lot of people that are way better than me and pretty talented but when I compare it to the juniors now it's like 
Like, yeah. they were really good, but these guys are, like, crazy nowadays. Yeah. Like, juniors are killing people. And do you think that's because they just started earlier? They or just like started just earlier. established, yeah. yeah. And, like, there's better coaches and whatnot. Uh, yeah, everything's more established. There's more opportunities to play. Yeah. Um, and it's just more of a, uh, a more of an established sport. Yeah. And you, you, you mentioned that a bit earlier about, like, different body shapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind I, like, correct, like, this is kind of how I see it. Like, I'd love to hear your input. It, Frisbee sort of reminds me of skiing. Okay. Right? It's skiing compared to snowboarding is kind of a little simpler to pick up. Mm-hmm. Right, the the learning curve to to have fun at it, it's it's not as as high as snowboarding. Um, so when I see frisbee, I see it as something that, I mean, everyone's tossed the disc before, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you the, you can get a person involved mm-hmm. and they can have fun very quickly. Right. Whereas with something else like, I don't know, s- snowboarding, for instance, it's that it's going to be so frustrating for so long. Mm-hmm. So. Like, do you think that kind of, like, helped with it? Because also, like, co-ed is huge in, in Ultimate. And it, as you said, like, kids can start tossing at however young they want. And mm-hmm. it's it's so approachable. Right. Um, yeah. I think the, I think the conveniency mm-hmm. uh, is kind of like why soccer is such a, such an easy sport to play all around the world. Why it's so popular. Because all you need is a ball. Yeah. I mean, in theory, all you need is a Frisbee to do the exact same thing to get a game going yeah. and just toss around in the park yeah you don't need like a basketball net you don't need you don't need a soccer net it yeah, might be, yeah. It'd be... <laughs> you just like put back, backpacks or something yeah. make your own end zones yeah right but it's very simple it's very uh casual so i think it it allows people to easily get introduced to it yeah right and yeah people just play in the park and whatnot yeah what, and what do you think separates that then from that casual park player the person that's playing in a more sort of like casual rec league from like how do you make that leap from amateur to like kind of like semi-pro or like to be considered more serious about the game like how how do you get there in terms of skill stamina like what what is that well i mean if you're casually throwing in the park um there's really no rules Mm -hmm. or whatnot you're just uh you're just throwing it and obviously when you when you transition that into a sport there's there's two teams you're trying to get points against each other there's offense there's defense uh and you're right like i think you can develop skills by just tossing in the park and whatnot because uh, all you're doing is throwing but uh of course there's other elements of the sport that um are required like uh you know speed uh learning how to run to uh, a certain uh, into a certain direction uh, and get get open and whatnot try to lose your defender so it incorporates a lot of skills that are probably uh, you can obtain from playing other sports. You know, yeah. I think it, there's a lot of overlap between that. Um, so between casual and competitive play, uh, yeah, I guess just the introduction and putting it into a sport environment instead mm-hmm. of just uh, casual. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you still have fun playing with more casual people? Like, is it still entertaining or like certain, maybe entertaining is not the right word, but I'll just stick with fun. Like, do you enjoy going out and playing in a more casual environment? Or is it kind of to a point now where, like, if it's not competitive, it's kind of not worth it anymore? <laughs> uh, so I like I like just going... I like going into the park and tossing with people. Yeah. When there's no, like, there's no game. Um, where you're just kind of going back and forth. Uh, I'm okay with... You know, I can... I can 
I can uh, I can put up with playing recreationally with maybe people who are uh, new to the game and develop new skills. Uh, the tough part in that for me at least is that there's like a lot of turnover. So for people who don't know the sport, if uh, the offense who has the disc, the frisbee, they dr- the the frisbee hits the ground, that becomes a turnover, and then you switch from offense to defense, and the other team gets possession. So for people who haven't really uh, develop those skills there might be a lot of turnovers and whatnot so that gets fr- frustrating to kind of go back and forth and Dude, there's no flow there's no flow exactly it's just like hit or miss basically yeah uh so that that um that for me gets uh, a bit challenging uh, yeah. but i'm always open to you know helping new players develop yeah uh, i actually captained a team for a few years where uh, it was just a group of friends who some who didn't play some who played um, and then throughout the years, we've had new people uh, new to the sport or just like st- played for a bit. Um, so I've, I've done that and had my fair share of teaching new people. But I think for me, I like to have, uh, I'm a pretty competitive guy. So I like to... <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like, to, I like to improve myself, Right. you know, um, in all aspects of life. And Frisbee is just one of them. Uh, so being able to play against... Uh, really good people and play alongside with really good people um, really helps uh, develop those skills. Right, yeah. Okay, so I've got two questions for you about that. So number one is competitiveness. Would you say Frisbee is definitely more of an external competition versus an internal competition? Like, are you competing with others and other teams more or are you competing with yourself as like, I want to get better? Or is it just about basically beating being better than the opposite team? Uh, for me or for the general For public? you. Uh, I, uh, I think, okay, definitely being the other team more. <laughs> it's going to be honest. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Right? Because um, at the end of the day, you don't want to go home with an L. You know, you got to bring home the W. Personal, pet, personal L- bests aren't good enough? Yeah, no. Like, like, you know, it's like, oh, we did our best type of thing. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> gotta go big or go home. Yeah. Take it home. Um, but basically, yeah. I think, I think, but at the end of the day, I do look back at my sometimes i like you know daydream about like man did i did i play bad or did i play good yeah um and you know i can see the progression of myself improving yeah and i think that's important too so it's not like i'm only one side i only look at externally yeah i do look internally to see if i if i'm trash or not yeah it's also hard because you can't really play frisbee yourself so you can't really just no. kind of like <laughs> you need yeah you need two people at least. <laughs> all right and, and quickly i just want to ask back on like when you said about new people in turnover, one of the things that came to my head, like, can you talk to um, us a bit about that kind of, like, mental synergy that happens when you have a team where, like, are you guys able to kind of, like, know where you're going to throw or, like, the routes that people are going to run and kind of, like, just get a really strong understanding of people's habits and because of that synergy, having a stronger team? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, I think, like, any team sport, yeah, being able to have synergy and being able to communicate uh really goes a long way yeah um like for example uh if i you know I, i'm a really i like i can shift my speed pretty quick yeah and since i'm a small guy i can shift my weight pretty quick so <laughs> uh i can go back and forth really quick so if i was to cut one way and then go another way mm-hmm. like, so if i fake one way and go the other way then um, I would expect the person throwing to throw it uh, ahead of me or wherever I'm going. But if I'm going, if I fake one way, the person who has the disc might throw to the place where I'm faking yeah. and not to the place where I plan on going. Yeah. So that's just an example of 
uh, being able to know your receiver. Yeah. Uh, so definitely playing uh, with a few teams for a while or a few people. We know each other's habits, um, where they're going to go. Yeah. And there's also general good practice of knowing when to uh, make a run or where to go. Yeah. Because you don't want it. Just knowing a general awareness of uh, space, you don't want to go to a place that's covered or difficult to throw to. Mm-hmm. You want to go to open space and whatnot. Yeah. And is it kind of like basketball? Like in basketball, like you talk about cutting, we always say you don't want to, you always complete your cuts. Yeah just in case the guy throws the ball. Is that kind of similar in Frisbee or no? Uh, it depends. Sometimes, um, a lot of times, you don't want to go, you don't want to invest too much into a cut if it's not there, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, there's a 10-second stall count yeah. for the person who has the disc. So if you continue to run and you kind of know that it might not be there, like he kind of already looked you off, you want to get out of that space to allow other people to get into that space within that 10 second clock right right so it's, it's like good there's wow clock there's management a time is limit huge. yeah clock management is huge yeah cool and you said you're small you're quick you're agile you can kind of like cut around what position do you play can you like go over like i guess very briefly the different positions of ultimate and what they do yeah so there's two main positions we call them a handler and a cutter okay so a handler is uh someone who usually dominates the disc, is able to make the decisions on uh, to throw it and to advance it, whereas a cutter will be the, uh, like the receiver. So I guess if you were to compare it to something, it's like football where a handler is a quarterback and uh, a cutter would be just the wide receiver. Um, so handlers usually are more skilled in throwing. They can throw it deep or short. Uh, they got nice uh, throws and whatnot. Uh, and then cutters can usually be, well, they can be tall, uh, which is nice to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and then they can do a sky battle where they try to outjump the other person. Uh, or they can be fast and small where they just uh, can lose their defender really easily and get to open space. Uh, yeah, what, what, what camp are you in? You know, I'm a hybrid. You know, <laughs> just, a, just excel at everything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, no, but it actually depends. Like, um, I don't think I'm amazing at either. But I think I'm pretty competent in both mm-hmm. aspects. Like, um, is there one you enjoy more? Uh, definitely cutting. Okay. Okay. I think cutting is more fun, uh, especially as like a little guy. I like to, you know, I like people to underestimate me. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just like this uh, kid who looks like he's in high school. He's not gonna. He's gonna run around a bit, but I'll manage. <laughs> and then when I beat him into the end zone, you yeah. know, they don't see it coming. Yeah. Are there taunts in? No. In, in frisbee, like like you know, like football taunts, like <laughs> they're they're great. Yeah, in they're... professional frisbee, so or the most professional league. Yeah, I guess there's the like it's not really a taunt, but they just they get the disc when they catch in the end zone, then they smash it on the ground. <laughs> uh, but did they do any? Did they ever do like the elaborate ones we see in football, or have they tried? <laughs> no, 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 no. Frisbee. So generally, frisbee's a, a it's a game of spirit. Okay. Um, so what we, does that mean? What a game of spirit is just a good conduct. You know, you yeah. don't, you're not too bad mannered and whatnot. Uh, at least in the the league in Toronto, we have a spirit score at the end of the game. So along with the regular score. So how do you, you how do you score on spirit? Uh, you just rate the other team and say like okay. um, there's like a few categories. Uh, you can rate them on like a scale of five, one to five. Yeah. Say like oh they knew the knew the rules well. They were reasonable. Uh, they weren't like uh, bad mannered and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, generally the the spirit is pretty good and it's mm-hmm. also so frisbee 
most of the time is non-officiated, so there's no refs or anything. So wow. it's just self-officiated. That's tough. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, nobody wants to deal with somebody that's difficult, right? Yeah. Do you have any interesting stories about difficult people or is there uh, not enough time <laughs> in this podcast? No, there's been a few, there's been a few altercations with uh, some older gentlemen who wanted to say some, who said some very explicit stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we just try to avoid those. What, what are usually the gray areas when it comes to like self-officiating Frisbee games, ultimate games? Uh, so basically if one person makes a call, mm-hmm. um, let's say like they say, oh, you fouled me or whatnot. Uh, the person always has the right to contest it mm-hmm. and say like, oh, I don't think I fouled you. So then if that's the case, then they'll just go back, uh, to the previous person. So, uh, or they can agree with the foul and say, okay, yeah, you're right. Like you, um, you get possession or whatnot. Um, so it's pretty, if you have an altercation, it just goes back to the previous person who threw it and then you restart are there ever arg- there must be arguments there's some arguments yeah because how, how like when so the, yeah it's so competitive yeah, like, yeah. how does well, that happen so it's not so competitive i would say you know <laughs> just you I, on, no 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly one of the nicer people to be honest i'm very chill it's not like i feel like streetball gets more competitive you know <laughs> like uh and you know uh, the the league in toronto tuck they said if your altercation is longer than a minute, then it just goes back to the previous thrower. Okay. You restart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everybody's just kind of uh, used to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm, I just feel like there must be so many stories. And like, I mean, for me personally, I am not, I kind of like altercations. So it's like. <laughs> you I'd purposely almost, trip people. Yeah, no, I'd always want someone to make a bad call and just like, just so I can. Like, yo, fight me. <laughs> Do you guys like? Do you guys do like a coin toss, a coin toss yeah. ever, or like is this you just kind of figure no, it out? No, we just uh, we just figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have you ever gone to a tournament where you do you have like actual referees and like does it make a huge difference? Uh, I've never gone to a tournament with actual referees. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they generally don't make a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, I think the same rule applies. If you contest, then it'll. Uh, go back to the thrower. Right. Uh, unless you... I think the the professional league, uh, they might not have that rule implemented where they rely on the referees more. Right. But at least to what I've been exposed to, not really. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And as you've continued to play for a while now. What... Why do you... Why do you still play kind of every summer or whenever you can? Like, what about the sport makes you want to come back to it? And why is it still so interesting to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think, like, growing up, I, 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 used, I used to play soccer, you know. That was kind of my sport. Yeah. And then I didn't really play soccer too much. I played in high school. But then when I kind of started to enjoy Frisbee and play that more, mm-hmm. uh, that just kind of been my sport. And now that, I don't know, maybe I'm too old to get into another sport. <laughs> but I don't know. The, I guess why I enjoy Frisbee, there maybe, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of uh, skill involved. Um, there's a lot of cardio to keep you in shape. Uh, actually, surprisingly, there's a lot of cardio. I would say that's even more running than soccer, which obviously is a lot. Yeah, and I think there's you, you have to do quicker bursts, and it's crazy. So this is kind of a quick side story with my like my experience with um, Ultimate is that I introduced 
Altman to one of my friends. I think this was back in like grade when I was in grade like nine. He was probably closer to grade seven or six, and he's kind of a bit of like a chubbier, right? And so like you know, kind of seems like not really the athletic type. So I introduced him to Ultimate. He loves it. He he gets obsessed. Um, plays school rec anywhere he can. I I kind of like he's not a close ghost friend, but I kind of like run into him two years later. This man lost all the weight <laughs> like skin and bones he looked like you Michael afterwards like, he, he, like it literally went from looking like Kyle Lowry to, <laughs> to, 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 to Michael Wong yo <laughs> he was also really really dark yeah and, and you, so you're right like that cardio aspect and honestly I think if you play at a high level you kind of have to have that really like lean physique because I, your body just can't hold on to any fat because you're playing outdoors, it's usually warm, you're sweating a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. It's It seems like fantastic exercise. Anyways, no, sure. sorry, go back to your story. Just, it reminded me of that. Because, yeah, I'm like, this guy lost, like, stayed very, very lean. It's, yeah, it's incredible. No, actually, now that you mention it, uh, there's actually, it's not just all about, uh, you know, being able to have good cardio. Because I think last year, uh, I played on Tuesdays, and there's like, uh, so for a tuck, there's a set of teams dedicated to each day. Yeah. So on Tuesdays, a lot of the teams that were at the top of the the ladder, they're all old teams, like old people. Really? Can, yeah. And they could keep up like running with. No, but that's the thing. They don't run as much, but they're so. Excuse me. They're so technically skilled <laughs> and patient with yeah. like they just they just annihilate annihilate us with that. Okay. So quick question: If you can quickly describe to me, like, so what is like. How would you say, like, a, a, a team of, like, 20-somethings would play? Right. And how would you say, like, a team of, like, 30, veterans. 40... <laughs> veterans. Veterans. <laughs> would play? Like, what is that style? Like, what are they doing that's it's so different? How are they still able to, to beat you guys, basically? Right. So, uh, maybe young, young talent. They're more... Uh, I would say they're more reckless. They like to run more. Uh, obviously, more bursts and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, whereas... And, like I said, reckless. Whereas veterans they're a lot more patient yeah. they will use their their bursts in very strategic times yeah. right to conserve their energy or maybe maybe they, they don't run a lot but they know when to cut mm. uh which is like very smart of them uh, and they also just have a lot of very good uh intricate dynamic plays and whatnot so i would say they're more patient they're more skilled are they more accurate with their tosses or uh it's... they're more accurate i think they're more conservative and safe with their tosses whereas right. maybe Young people like to do all the jackpot, all, all, all types of stuff. They like to risk it for the biscuit, you know. Wait, is that something they say? No, no, it's just something that, that's, say. that's a saying nobody says. <laughs> me, I guess. It's a Michael Longism, okay? Yeah, <laughs> they like to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, pretty much. And okay, do you see yourself, I guess, getting to that place where you're playing like these old, like? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, uh, last year, or actually for the many years. We said if a team ever brings their kids, we're probably gonna lose that game. And I was like, man, one day I can't wait to bring my kids to my to my games. Yeah. And they'll just it's just like so humiliating Strike to lose fear. to like a bunch of old people that bring their kids and like a can of beer after a game, you know, and they bring their whole dogs and they got like a 
You got like a tent for the kids. <laughs> tent Strollers. For the, they they got like the the cut up oranges for the kids yeah. too. Yeah, you guys yeah. are just there. Pretty much. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like I mean, have you played pickle basketball in the past, right? Yeah. But there's always that like old guy uh-huh. on the court who like does some crazy hook shot or something <laughs> and just kicks everyone's yeah, ass. Yeah, it just works. It there just works. A, there was a guy I used to play with who who played in jeans. Like running sneakers, like not basketball sneakers, mm-hmm. and after every game would have a smoke, <laughs> and come back and still kick all her you know, asses. One time we had a guy take a smoke during the halftime. During the halftime. We're like, man, we're getting we're getting crushed by guys taking a smoke. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny to me. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So okay. one day, that's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's right. And you you see yourself playing like oh hell a, yeah, hundred percent. Unless I break my bones or something and do yeah. Fr- Agile, but what what are some limitations to being able to play frisbee? Like, are there any things that like if if you have this ailment in your body, it's just gonna be very hard for you to play? Uh, well, if you well, like any cardio sport, if you have anything problems with your lungs, yeah, or anything, the stamina not, will be stamina. tough. Yeah, uh, definitely your legs. If your knees give in easily, yeah, um, and whatnot. Especially if you're trying to keep up with other people. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sharp cuts you make. Or okay. whether you're on so offense or defense. So it's putting a lot of pressure right. on all the joints. Yeah, I think one time I accidentally ran into this old guy's like <laughs> uh, knee. Yeah. And he got so mad at me. He's like, "You, you young people, gotta gotta watch out. <laughs> you can't just run into us. We're not like we're not like twenty year olds anymore." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, that puts things a bit into perspective." But yeah, it's tough. It's the game. I still want to win. It's tough. Who, yeah. Who's the oldest person you've ever played against? Or what? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't ask them for their age, but gray-haired, maybe like 40. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's not, not too... It's not like super old, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a lot of running and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I mean, like, it's not like old Asian people playing table tennis at the... Right, at, at the, the community, community center. center. Yeah. What is the level... Okay, I, what is the level of contact, would you say, in Frisbee? Does it vary between casual competitive? Does it vary between, like, different leagues? Uh, yeah, work? it definitely varies. Uh, I think maybe it's similar to basketball. Like if you're to play recreationally, like you don't really touch each other. Yeah. If you play a little bit more competitive, there's a bit more contact. Yeah. Uh, but there's no never full on tackling or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, obviously, at the competitive level, like if you're like trying to box each other, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're like grabbing each other's shoulders and grabbing yeah. each other's arms and flailing a bit, then that's a bit excessive. And so, at the highest level, what is what would you say is the level of contact? In, like, professional... Uh, just, like, boxing out. Uh, there's, there's never, like, any pushing that's uh, allowed, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, like, boxing out. Being able to use your own body mass to kind of get position. Uh, aside from that, yeah. No, not too much physicality. Yeah, and what are can can you go through like the levels of frisbee? Like, how does one start as a kid, and like, what is the highest level? Like, what does that progression look like? Uh, okay, well, I mean, if you're a kid, I guess, or anyone who's starting off at for frisbee, just being able to learn how to throw a disc. Yeah, um, is basically the primary skill you need. Yeah. Uh, so you can do that recreationally in a park, yeah. Or I guess like if you start off in like a game, uh, just learning how to develop those skills. Yeah. Then uh, you move on to maybe a game setting 
where and do they have like U14, U13 stuff uh, like that? They have juniors and uh, it's divided between junior. Well, at least in Toronto, there's yeah. juniors and there's like adult league. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of programs that where there's coaches that help teach kids to you know develop these skills mm-hmm. or uh, understand the game sense a bit better. Uh, so they have a lot of workshops that are dedicated to that, um, tournaments for that, teams. Uh, then there's adult league where it's more of a league based system, and you can sign up. And they can sign up for they can have juniors on their team too, right? Yeah. Uh, so once you're in a league based, there's a ladder system. Uh, you play a few games throughout the season. At the end, there's usually playoffs uh, and whatnot. And then that then after that, there's competitive where other people would call it. Uh, touring yeah so that's just kind of playing in a club i guess uh you, you a lot of times there'll be tryouts and then you can play within uh maybe within regionals or within a provincial or uh nation national uh setting so we have that and then there's the ultimate level of, of competitive which is uh i guess for north america it's called the audl american ultimate disc league okay right uh and that's just like I guess the highest level of frisbee where you get paid, but you only get paid probably like fifty dollars a game. And yeah. most people have a full time job, right. so it's not like a, you can make a career off it. Yeah, but do you do you see that as being the future though, where frisbee gets popular enough, people want to see it enough that you can have professionals live off of playing? Maybe in a really, I think it take a lot of years. Like, are you like? 10 15 years at least wow okay yeah or i don't know because would you pay to watch yeah for sure yeah yeah and um like they the, recently they tried to get ultimate frisbee in the in the olympics but it got rejected yeah i, I, I don't see why though I, it's probably just not enough countries no a lot of countries do play but i don't know yeah, yeah. i mean I rock know. climbing got in yeah honestly i i don't i think like breakdancing Breakdancing. <laughs> no, breakdancing probably didn't get it. Okay. But I, I remember there's some like weird some I think another sport that got in. Yeah. But I don't know. But I think one day it'll make the Olympics for sure. Yeah. Like it's starting to gain traction. Right. And even am, and even amongst I guess let's talk about the Tuck League. Like is watching and following like the professional teams a thing? Do you guys cheer what's the Toronto team called? Toronto Rush. Do you guys like cheer for the Toronto Rush? Like is there kind of like hype around it? Like yeah, are they kinda yeah. like celebrities in Yo, the community so, well, uh, yeah i guess so like and it's pretty cool because um like it's not like they're so elevated that they don't they'll never play in like the tuck league like you see them in the tuck league too right and they're right. usually at the top of it but yeah like whether it's the um, like recreational well, intermediate league or uh competitive league uh they're all involved in it so and at that level, what what would you say separates it from how you're able to play? Like, what are the things that they do differently that allow them to be into Is it just, like, body? Like, how do they get so good? Or, like, why are they so good? I guess is a better question. Uh, well, body for sure. Like, um, it really helps to be tall where you can be, uh, like, catch the disc from really high. Like, yeah. jump up. Uh, so that helps. But there's also a lot of, like, really short people, too. Like... Uh, that are really just good at sprinting yeah. and getting ahead. And there's other people that are just very talented in uh, throwing the disc. Yeah. Right? So you can be talented technically. You can be physically talented too. Yeah. Usually it's a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like it's not like solely like you got to be 
you got to be like seven, like six foot at least to play basketball, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's like that combination of skills that yeah. you probably need on the Like team. Japan is actually really huge for Frisbee. And they're like a ton of like short Asian people. But they're just so good at like, they just do all these little passes and running around that it's so hard to keep up. Yeah. And they actually make it pretty far. They probably like, run some insane plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time I play with like a Japanese girl. They're so like... Uh, they're very like skilled at throwing. Yeah, yeah, and they just run a lot. Who who wins the world tournaments usually? Or like, what are some of the top? Uh, America, USA, USA number one. <laughs> USA number one. Canada, Canada's up there too. Yeah, like. Um, and you mentioned Italy; it's popular. Italy, um, Japan is pretty pretty good too. Yeah, Colombia for girls. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. And what are what are some skills that you kind of want to develop? Like. How, how do you personally want to take your sort of like ultimate frisbee playing to the next level? Right. Um, you know, I think uh, learning to... So there's the basics of being able to throw like kind of in front of you um, or whatnot or to um, the side with, with the with the arm you're using. Yeah. So it's easier if you're u- using your uh, right arm or you're throwing from the right side to throw to open space on the right area. Um, so there's always, um, you can always get better at throwing by trying to throw to harder places to reach, I guess, to put it. Um, so there's that aspect of developing yourself mechanically. Uh, there's also other types of throw that I've always wanted to experiment with, but I never wanted to do in the game. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Learning how to cut is always, for me, I always felt like um, something I can develop. You know, mm-hmm. I've always, a lot of times I daydream like, oh, what if I like do this cut and fake three times and then d- dash to the end zone and like go deep and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Is coming up with plays a big part of, of, of the game? Like with, with your team, like will you guys actually spend a good amount of time saying like here's like five set plays, here's kind of like five we set We don't groups. really have set plays. Yeah. But, uh, th- well, we do have set plays, but not too many. Okay. You know? Um, I think there's more like the more of like a there's like a, a thing called vertical stack, which is a set play. You basically line up in a line, and then uh, with five people in it and two people who are the handlers who control the disc. Yeah. And there's variations off that, of like oh you can have the last person to cut into one direction, or you can have the first person to initiate that cut, yeah. or the second or third. So there's a lot of different variations of it. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say there's too many set plays yeah but yeah there's definitely a lot of variations but at least my team or within my experience we haven't done um yeah dabbled in too much of that we just run around <laughs> i guess chaos is also a very good play with other teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good and bad like because uh, to put it into perspective if you have like if you're near the end zone and the end zone's like a rectangular uh, rectangular shape like football uh, if you have three people running around you also have to imagine that there's three defenders also running around so it's six people running around and sometimes it gets pretty chaotic mm-hmm. so a lot of times you just want to maybe have a lot more structure maybe just one person running around that gets open yeah right and a lot of times you don't want to cut people off too yeah or clog up any space yeah yeah so there's a lot there's a lot of that to consider cool cool um I think a question that I've, I've loved to ask on these podcasts is to, to use the word obsession. And I, I think the way I'd like to frame it is like, have you ever experienced a season of obsession 
with Frisbee, um, with Ultimate, and what did that look like for you? Season of obsession. Like where you dreamt about tossing, you all you wanted to do was like write up plays. You were on Instagram, you were on YouTube. Like, have you ever experienced that? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know about uh, obsession, but I'm definitely dedicated to the sport. Yeah. Maybe that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Like, um, it, I mean, it, it shows up. It shows up as suggested videos on my Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> so, and like, and Facebook sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty, like, I'm, but I don't think I've ever had, like, targeted ads that have, like, <laughs> like, have, like frisbee like gloves, seminars, you know? gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join this frisbee camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never had that, but, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I watch a lot of you frisbee videos and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And will you, like, like, send memes to other people? Like, are there, fr- are there <laughs> must be frisbee memes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely frisbee. To be honest, I actually haven't seen too many, but I'm sure there's definitely... <laughs> There's definitely a lot of Frisbee memes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that's pretty close to the end of our time. Um, I'd love to finish um, with, a, with a question, and that is the sales pitch. And, like, what is your sales pitch to people to play Frisbee? And it's, I guess Frisbee is a little different because I almost want to assume that everyone's going to play it at some level. But so I guess maybe, like, frame the pitch more towards why people should kind of maybe take it more seriously from that, like, casual to competitive and why like the kind of sense of joy and fulfillment at that higher level and why it's kind of better right uh well uh that's a that's hard to argue to be honest but i think uh for me in my life uh frisbee has been a fulfillment uh because it was just a sport that i started out with and maybe there wasn't too many people in the scene at the moment uh but as you start to get into it there is fulfillment and being able to uh, develop your skills and hone your skills. And I think there's a really low entry um, or skill level entry to begin with. Yeah. And you can only go up from there. Whereas there may be other sports that involve uh, a lot of technicality or a lot you have to be a lot of gear or you have to be a certain size or be yeah. a certain height and whatnot. I think Frisbee ignores all of that. And you don't have to be tall to mm-hmm. be good at the sport. Yeah. You can be old and yeah. be good at the sport. Yeah. You can be uh, chubby and lose a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, it definitely ha- it has really good uh, bonus points for staying active. Yeah. Uh, it keeps your cardio up and whatnot. Nice tan. Um, yeah. Nice. And for sure, I think... And you can play at the beach. There's beach Frisbee too, yeah. which is nice. And overall, in my experience, uh, at least in Toronto... It's a really nice community. It's really knit. Like if you if you're integrated into it, you know a lot of people, and everybody's very supportive. And you know, there's a lot of spirit in the game. We're all about that spirit. We get spirit scores after every game. <laughs> so you know, there's nothing nothing to hate. Yeah. Uh, all love. All love. I love that. Yeah. I like. Let's let's end it. <laughs> all love. Yeah. All love, man. Yeah. All love. All right. Well, thank you, Michael, for taking the time. It's, it's that was that was just a complete pleasure. I learned so much. Yeah. No. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No. It's it's been a pleasure. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. And go out and are we gonna say toss or throw or ultimate or play disc? Which yeah. one is it? I just say toss. Okay. If you want to sound sick, just say you'll you want to go ultimate. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, go out and go. Ultimate? Toss. No, oh, just toss. Let's toss. take it to toss. All right, I'm everyone go out and toss. <laughs>